Welcome to our service today for Good Friday. For all who are watching and observing from home, uh, welcome both to our church family, those who attend our church regularly, and also to those who are perhaps in different parts of the country, even in different parts of the world. We give thanks that the Lord has provided this type of means that though we can't not be together, we can still worship our Lord together. Let's, um, let me read to you a call to worship from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Let's pray. We do give you praise, our God, for what we have in our Lord Jesus Christ, that we have the redemption through his blood. It is according to the riches of your grace, which is are immeasurable. So we come now, come to worship you, to reflect upon the cross where this redemption was made. We pray for the anointing, the blessing of your Holy Spirit, who is in each of us, who unites us together wherever we may be. And so in our different homes, but together, may we give you that praise, that glory, that honor that is due to you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's sing together, there is a fountain filled with blood.
Our first scripture reading, I'll be reading from John chapter 19, verses 38 to 42. This is the story of the burial of Jesus. Later, we'll be, I'll be speaking on Nicodemus. And so Nicodemus comes back into this story here. Let us hear God's word in John 19. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there.
Our next scripture reading, I'm going to read from uh, John 3, verses 1 through 15. This is the story of Nicodemus coming uh, to Jesus at night. I want you to, to listen carefully, follow along carefully, for after I read the scripture, I'm going to then give the homily. In the homily, I'm going to take the character of Nicodemus as he is bearing Jesus. And as he is doing that, You'll be recalling this dialogue, so just to help you understand what's taking place, I'll be quoting dialogue from from this passage as I recount, as Nicodemus, the story of the burial. Let us hear God's word. This is John 3, beginning with verse 1. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know. And bear witness to what we have seen. But you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you earthly things and you do not believe, well, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. We placed the rabbi in the antechamber of the tomb and proceeded to clean the body. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Needless to say, his flesh was covered with blood, and it was difficult to clean the holes from the nails in the spear. And we then began wrapping. I brought myrrh and aloe to glue the linen together and and to the body. We began first at at the feet, wrapping each strip of linen moving up to his chest strip by strip layer by layer we covered his lifeless body up to his armpits 
How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? We then placed his arms to his sides and wrapped them as well, applying that, that gummy mixture to each layer. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. We wrapped his head with a cloth, and then we moved the body into the inner cave, and we placed it in a niche that Joseph had prepared for himself. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. And then we walked out. And with the help of the servants, we rolled the stone over the opening of the cave. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it comes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The wind had picked up. And it was a cold walk home. How can these things be? Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? All I understood now was that the rabbi was dead, sealed in a tomb. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen but you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? What is there to believe now? Will that crucified body be born again? Is there spirit in that dead flesh? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Well, may the Holy One be merciful and and receive his spirit into paradise. But I wonder, will he? You know, as I had told him, his signs indicated that God was with him, but, but then how could he have cried out on that cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The rabbi hung on a tree. And so according, according to Moses, I know the law. Was he not then cursed? You know, how could he have ended on, the, on a cross in the first place if he were blessed of God? But then I, again, I go back to those, those signs. How could, he have, how could he have healed and how could he have cast out demons if he were not from God? How could he have raised Lazarus from the dead? I agreed with the officers that were sent once by my brother Pharisees to to arrest Jesus. And they came back without him. And when they were asked why, they replied, no one ever spoke like this man. No, no one had. Jesus spoke with authority, not, not like me. Not like my fellow teachers of the law. None of us spoke with his authority. None of us with his insight. None of us with his courage. But then none so mysteriously. 
born again. But what did he mean? I, I wanted to understand. I mean, that's why I, I was there in the first place, risking my reputation as a respectable Pharisee. I was there to give him a hearing, to learn what he was about. That is what I had counseled my fellow Pharisees to do. At least to do that before they were so ready to judge him. Well, I'd continue to keep up with the rabbi. Sometimes I was in that crowd listening to him, or often I was hearing reports from others. I was also studying the scriptures, and, and I was comparing notes with my brother Joseph. Jesus' teachings, his signs, particularly those signs, they, they were adding up. And we became, in our own way, followers of Jesus, believing he just could be the Messiah. We followed him secretly, of course. We, could not, we cannot be fully certain about, about our own beliefs. And our brother Pharisees, it was clear they were becoming increasingly hostile to him and hostile to his followers. But hope, as I continued to follow him, continued to study the scriptures, grew in my heart. With the Holy One being so merciful as to give me that blessed opportunity seeing the long-awaited anointing. But I see the kingdom restored to its glory. Hope even remained after he was arrested and, and he was put on trial. And when Caiaphas charged him to answer the question, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed? I tell you, a charge ran through me. Particularly when Jesus answered, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Was this the moment? Would he ascend now before our very eyes? Would he bring in the kingdom with the, the power and the glory? It is a dark night following a dark day, and I am ready to be home. And yet, how will I be able to sleep? The image of his bloody body lying on the stone table. The image of his dead body wrapped in a shroud, and worst of all, the image of his suffering body lifted up on the cross. Lift it up. What, what was it the rabbi told me that night? I remember now. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. As Moses lifted up the serpent, think, Nicodemus, think. Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? 
Before that night, I thought I understood a lot until this rabbi entered my world. As Moses lifted up the serpent. Why did Moses lift that serpent on the pole? The people had been poisoned by serpents. They were dying. And somehow, looking at that sign would save them if they looked on it with faith, believing it. It made no sense. How could looking at the sign of death save them from death? And yet, it was such a through a foolish sign, the power of God to save was displayed to the people. Whoever believed in that foolish sign would believe or would receive life. So must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross. Looking at the Messiah hanging on the cross brings life. It is as as strange an idea as being born again. I mean, what folly. Hanging on a tree is a cursed image. But then is it more foolish than looking at a cursed snake on a pole? What was happening on that cross? Was it more than a defeated rabbi dying in defeat? What was it? What was it that the prophet had said? I remember now. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And and with his wounds we are healed. Oh, we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The cross. Jesus hanging on the cross is the suffering servant. When I looked at that cross, I beheld the iniquity of me and of my people being laid upon him. The rabbi meant to go to the cross all along. He meant to bear the curse, to bear the curse for us. And and instead of death, we are to receive life. But how can I be sure? How can I know that such a sacrifice that it was accepted by the Holy One? Jesus lies in a tomb. I have wrapped the body and roll the stone in front of it. What must happen next? It remains as mysterious to me as being born again. God, we thank you for the sign of the cross. And we do know what it means. We know that our Lord was hanging upon that cross, bearing our iniquity, 
our sins, our trespasses were laid upon him. And we know that. And like our brother Nicodemus at that moment, we know what was taking place and we know how it was all going to be displayed that you had received that sacrifice. And we look to to celebrating uh, that demonstration. But for now, we go back to the cross. We thank you for the Son of God who humbled himself, who became our shepherd, who became the lamb that was sacrificed for us and for our sins. We give you praise and thanks for this Lamb of God, in Christ's name, amen. And let us uh, sing together, Lamb of God.
and now grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen.